Witchy and Weird. I haven't done a solo episode in a bit, so it's exciting to be here. And um, today we're going to be talking about working with nature slash trees. Um, this, I did like a poll on the Instagram asking, I gave like three different topics and I asked the um, Instagram family, Instagram people who follow us and engage with us on Instagram to share which one to vote for which one they wanted. So this was the one that won. So we're covering nature, working with nature today. And before I get into this topic, I just wanted to remind y'all um, different ways to support the pod. You know, this is a passion project of mine to bring on uh, different voices, different perspectives, different um, professional I don't know, people in the spiritual and witchcraft communities, um, especially centering on LGBTQ plus and BIPOC voices, um, you know, and just creating further education about breaking down like harmful stereotypes and rules and all these things in the community. And I will continue to do this, but it would be awesome to have you support us. So if you are listening and you're a listener and you love this podcast, you have learned something from this podcast, it brings value and joy into your life. These are a number of ways in which you can support us. So number one, you know, listening is amazing. If you listen on Apple or Spotify, you can rate us, like leave us a review that helps us um, get higher on the list. So more people will find us. Um, which is definitely the goal, right? The more education, more information we can spread is going to be amazing. Uh, leaving us a review, like five stars obviously is preferred, but rate it whatever you feel like it should be. And, you know, sharing with friends, word of mouth is like the highest like statistical way that people will start listening to a podcast is if somebody they know recommends it to them um, or sharing on your social media platforms. We are on all the social media platforms. So actually not Twitter, I think, or we do, but I never use it. I mostly use Instagram. We do have a TikTok. I have not used that in a while. Um, so yeah, invite people to come, you know, follow us, check us out that way. And then if you are on our social media for Instagram and for TikTok, it has like our link in bio. And um, I usually post it in the show notes as well. So if you want to financially support the podcast, that would be amazing. It's a full-time job that I am doing as a side thing. Um, so if you want to leave a one-time donation, buy me a coffee, we have a link for that. Uh, we also have on Anchor a like monthly donation. There's no like contract that you have to, you know, sign on for 12 months at a time. None of that. Uh, you can choose what you would want to donate, like $2 a month, $10 a month, and you can put that in there cancel it at any time. And then I do have merch 
on our website, which you can find in the link in bio, like I said, it's kind of limited right now. We have like some t-shirts with the logo. We have a sweatshirt or a sweater. I always make up sweatshirt, mix up sweatshirts and sweaters. We have a sweater um, that says, this is what a witch looks like. Um, and then we have some stickers on there as well. So if there's any other type of stuff that you would want, um, DM me. And I love designing different things. So that is limited, but still cool way to support the podcast. Um, gifting season is coming up, right? And uh, all my products that I make for my business occult accoutrements is also on there. Um, if you want to get a reading and work with me, that is also in the link in bio. So I do human design readings, Akashic records readings, and then I do what I call psychic consultations, which is like a psychic reading, but um, we're using it for creating plan, creating structure, creating clarity, creating alignment in your life. And all of like the skills that I have will be like applicable to you in that time that we're working together and those have been pretty cool so far with all the clients that have come so those are just a few ways that you can support work with us also if you ever have a suggestion for a topic or you want us want to see a certain um, person on the podcast feel free to like dm um i had a form but i just took it off just just send me a message and yeah that's all for like the businessy stuff and yeah, my goal is to like, if we get, you know, at least 10 supporters who are supporting a month, like I want to do like weekly episodes again, it's just really hard to do um, when I have all this other stuff um, that I'm trying to survive in capitalism for. So yeah, once we get to a certain amount of like, I would love to reach like $100 a month, um, then I can go back to like doing regular podcasts every week. But until then, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're loving all the people that we're bringing on. And I hope you love today's episode, which is all about working with nature. So I broke this down into kind of like three categories. I always try, I feel like in my brain, it's like floating around. And it doesn't make any sense. So I try and present it in the most logical way as possible. So the first point that I want to talk about with working with nature, and I will... Um, preface this episode by saying like the way that I work with nature is completely different from like traditional witchcraft where it's like I'm not gonna have this episode be like okay so this is what spearmint is used for and this is what rosemary is used for and this is how you can use it um I feel like that is all stuff you can google you can look it up you can read it in a book um and like you know look over a few sources and see what the common thread is that's what I do so I'll share that kind of stuff but this is more how I work with nature and how I like to teach people to work with nature, which is kind of like how nature has taught me to work with it. And it's more about your relationship to nature and how you can start incorporating it into your everyday life so that your life becomes more magical, more grounded, more aligned more connected to i of am of the belief that like nature is like our mother frequency like that is the baseline for humans we come from nature our body our cells recognize nature we like all the things on this earth come from nature right so 
when in modern times we're kind of like disconnected from that on varying different levels depending upon the person so it's really about like how can we return and recognize that frequency that support from nature um that is like very innate to us and then learning how to incorporate that into our daily lives and how we would like to use it um building a relationship and a big piece that i learned recently or this gratitude piece with nature well not recently well i guess yet this year um so yeah it's gonna be more about like reframing your perspective on this how i work with it different tips and tricks to help jumpstart your own personal practice with nature so you can choose what works for you or you can explore to see what feels more natural <laughs> to you. So the first like topic, the first point in this is building your relationship with nature. And of course, my dog is like drinking water right now. Um, so, you know, in building your relationship with nature, this requires us to assess and define what our current relationship with nature is, right? What do we think of when we think of nature? Um, is there, do we view, do you have like a view of like mother nature? When you think of nature, do you think of bugs and you get like creeped out? Um, what's your current relationship to nature? And this is something that's like, when you approach this and when you think about this, I don't want you to have any shame or like judgment. Oh, I should be more this. Oh, I should do more of this. Oh, I want to do more of this. You know, like thinking about it and just in a, an observational point of view, right? So, um, if you're thinking about what is my current relationship to nature, it's like, well, it's not really that present in my life. You know, like I eat food, you know, um, maybe I have a house plant. Uh, I don't really go out in nature or maybe you have like a really deep relationship with nature where you're like, I need to go out and be in nature once a week, once a day. Um, I don't really have anything that I currently, maybe you're like, I don't really work with it in a way, but I just like to be in it. So really like, assessing where you're starting from, right? And again, no, no, um, this isn't a quiz, right? If you scaled between one to five, then you're amazing. If you had five to 10, then you need some work. It's none of that, right? So really defining what your relationship to nature is and try to be, maybe think about what you've learned about nature, um, maybe specifically when it comes to like spirituality or witchcraft and I will say like being mindful of the terms that you use to describe nature in the new age spiritual community. We have a lot of people who use terminology that indigenous cultures use without being connected to the indigenous culture or doing any research so like really being mindful of those types of things because words are spells and all of that, the way that you approach it and the terminology, the reverence that you approach nature with is really important. So if you're one of those white people that's like Pachamama, I love Pachamama, like recognizing like, do you know where that term comes from? What culture does it come from? Do you have any like research, work, experience with you know, working with that, that deity, right? Um, that being, that entity from Puerto Rican culture. Um, so yeah, being mindful of that too, when you're working with mother nature, that's why I just say like mother nature, 
honestly like the binary gender I just think of nature like as a mothering figure but I usually just say nature um you know people say like Gaia and all these different terms so like thinking about that like what is your relationship to nature then thinking about like what you want it to be what do you want to get out of this you know maybe this is like during this podcast episode what are you looking for what are you trying to gain do you want to have a deeper relationship a deeper connection more meaningful connection do you want to have a more regular practice with nature do you just want to feel more connected with nature that you can tap into nature's energy easier do you want to work with trees more do you want to learn how nature can empower your magic can protect you do you want to learn how to ground in nature a lot of these things p.s a lot of these things are going to be covered in this episode but um yeah thinking about what you want your relationship to nature to be and i think a lot of us never ask ourselves that question and the reason why i'm starting with this is because for me nature is a relationship and i will say i've noticed in a lot of modern witchcraft and new age spiritual spaces like there is this consistent take 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 from nature like i'm going to ground in nature i'm going to use herbs and flowers and things for spells for my advancement i'm going to like be in nature to to send all of my like bad energy back into nature and there's a lot of this like using it taking from it which is how our modern society at least if you're in, in america how our modern society and i always say that because it's like i'm american so i can't really speak for other cultures like i haven't done enough research to know how like in australia they have a relationship to nature it could be true in other places but i just say that because it's like i'm not an expert so i'm not going to claim to know that for another country but in america you know like capitalism we see that with climate change and with um just everything like we're just using the earth's resources we're not keeping a good balance we're not keeping um nature in mind um we're not having gratitude and reverence for nature and and working with it in the way that it can be sustainable so some people may never have even asked themselves that question, what's the relationship to nature in a way and thinking about it in a way where it could be a two sided relationship where it's not just nature is always providing for you and you're never doing anything. And I know that there is a ton of discourse in multiple cultures that nature will always provide for us. And I think that that is true. And that's why even as we continue to decimate nature, um, it still provides for us, right? It's still thriving and living and doing all the things that it needs to do um, as best as it can. But I think that that old, like in a lot of older cultures, that that's from before when there was like buildings and oil fracking and things like that, right? So nature will provide for you when you're living on a smaller scale and we're not taking so much of it and there weren't so many humans on the earth. And now we need to think about how we can provide for nature too. And I think that that's the unspoken part in a lot of those older cultures and their beliefs is like, they were always, you know, holding nature in like a higher position and giving back and like sacrificing and doing ritual and using all parts, being respectful and stuff. So I think like really assessing that and what your relationship is and what you would want it to be or what you want to learn or how you want it to change, right, is going to be really important. And so um, 
in the chain theory. Um, the first step for me with deepening into my relationship with nature was learning how to connect with it on an energetic level. And I, I love teaching this to people. Number one, this is really useful for grounding. Um, it's useful for feeling safety, support, comfort. These are all things that nature gives to me um, when I connect with its energy. So, you know, I kind of how I talked about in the beginning, my belief is like nature, we all come from nature. Like I literally, whenever I, whenever I tap into this, I literally see us being born from nature. Like we are a fetus being born from into nature from like, we come from there. That's where humans come from. Right. And our cells, our body, it's an ancient thing that it, it just recognizes how to work with nature, how to be in nature. And that's something that we are forgetting as time goes on and we live more disconnected from nature. And so it can be harder to feel that for some people. Um, people who are more sensitive to energies, it might be a lot easier for you. People who have learned to close off from energies, um, who just aren't sensitive, it might take a bit for you to like establish this connection with nature. So don't feel discouraged if you don't feel it like right off the bat. If you're not like, oh, I got, oh my gosh, I'm right here. I feel that difference. Some people it can feel really intense, and some people it can just feel very slight, or maybe they just notice some after effects. For me, I. I'm really sensitive to those energies. Once I learned how to tap in to that frequency, like nature's energetic frequency, it became like super, super easy to do it over and over again. Um, so knowing that that first hurdle might be a bit like longer, might take you longer. So go easy. It might take a few times, all of the things, right? So all of these things are relevant. Um, and so what I mean by this is like, I'm going to try and explain this to maybe somebody who's never understood this. So if you already understand this, just, just follow along. Um, when I talk about tapping into nature's energy or nature's frequency, this is really an energetic thing. Um, if you think about frequencies and energies, I think they're basically, the, you know, it's, it's that frequency that the energy is on, right? So like anger has a certain frequency. Happiness has a certain frequency. Sadness has a certain frequency. We can feel those in our body, right? We know what that feels like in our, we know what anger feels like in our body. We know what um, happiness feels like in our body and everybody, it feels different. And when I teach people grounding, which we will cover, don't worry, um, which is a huge part of working with nature, um, I teach them of how to tap into the frequency of the earth, of nature. That is, to me, our baseline as humans, our starting point, our returning point, our recuperating point. Whenever we're feeling off, we can return back to nature to guide us and to provide for us and to like get us back into that mode, right? So that's why grounding in nature is really um, easy and really powerful. So what is like this ancient connection that we have with nature. I would say the easiest way to do it is to do it with a tree, um, which is why I said working with nature slash trees <laughs> when I did this poll on Instagram. Um, and probably the title of this episode will be called that. Uh, so 
connecting with that frequency, there's a number of ways that you can do it. If you feel intuitively called to do it in a different way, I'm just going to tell you how I teach other people to do that. If you go to a tree, preferably a tree where there's like dirt or grass and things underneath it that you can also connect to. Bonus points if you take off your shoes and you have your feet. Um, Trees don't really like to be stepped on with shoes. Um, And if you tap into that energy, you put your hand on the tree, at least your hand. Um, You can hug it. Maybe the hand might be a little easier. Both hands might be a little easier for when you first do this. And you want to close your eyes. And what you want to do is you want to literally attune yourself to that energy. So you can if think about how your energy and your intuition works. If you're a person who you visualize, try and visualize the earth's energy, the earth's energy, the trees, that specific tree's energy. If you are someone who feels things, try and feel the tree's energy. If you are someone who hears things, maybe tell your body let's match, let's attune to this tree's energy. So when you first connect with a tree, a great way to do this is to introduce yourself to them. So say hello, ask for their name. Um, Again, let your intuition send you the name. It's okay if you don't hear anything, if you don't get anything. Say hello, say that, you know, thank you. Say thanks for being here, for providing shade, providing oxygen, providing housing, um, for animals, all the things to really create that connection and start building that relationship with that specific tree. Then what you want to do is try and tap into that energy. So like close your eyes, have your physical, like touching the tree, the connection, start breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth and thinking about what thinking, like tap into your personal energy and where you're frequencing, where you're vibrating at. And then you want to tap in and really try and feel, like I said, however your intuition works, feel, hear, see, sense, whatever it is, the tree's frequency and align your energy with that. So you want to meld with it, envision melding with it, envision it coming together, feel it, allow it to enter your body, allow it to create a circuit or a cycle with your body. Um, And again, like I said, everybody's a little bit different. Their intuition works a little bit different. It might be harder at first if this is not something you're familiar with. Take your time. If you don't feel it right away, that's okay. I will say for me personally, and when people who I've taught, I'll tell you mine personally, but the way for me that I know, okay, I'm tapped into the earth's frequency, I literally start like rocking back and forth. Like I start moving from left to right. And that is my body connecting with nature's frequency. And that's how it feels in my body and how my body literally naturally reacts to it is to rock back and forth. Like I'm immediately grounding back into the earth's energy right now without even being near a tree since I'm thinking about it. Right. And like I said, as you tap into it one time, it's going to be so much easier the next time. So I'm literally doing that. Like that is how it feels inside my body. It's comforting. It's peaceful. 
and that is that feedback loop that I know like I have tapped into that frequency because I start like rocking back and forth. Um, other people that I've taught, they they have different ways that it shows up for them. You know, you kind of just know and you can feel that change in the energy and the frequency that you're tapping into. So really creating, visualizing, feeling as much as you can, however your intuition works, that connection so that you're both in a cycle with each other. You're allowing the energy of the tree to, to come into your body. Maybe it comes in through your heart, maybe it comes in through your hands. So you're touching the tree. Um, through your feet, creating that whole like closed circuit with the tree. Um, And so, like I said, like that's your natural state that is really powerful for a lot of things that we'll go over. Like it's great for grounding, great for um, anxiety, overwhelm, focus, um, safety, support. And I'll talk about how we can use that more later in episode. But that is like a basic way to build a relationship with nature, um, to become more familiar with nature on an energetic, like a spiritual frequency. Um, You know, a lot of people do this when they're gardening. Uh, People will just, you know, take their shoes off at the park. Um, People love swimming in the ocean. Like these are all other ways that you can build a relationship and a connection with nature, um, people will intentionally like choose their foods, um, grow their own foods. Um, there's tons of different ways to do that, and we'll cover that later. But that is like the basic for me that I wanted to share with you around um, starting that relationship because I feel that it is more of an on an energetic level. Um, obviously, there's really realistic logical things that you could do like beach cleanups picking up trash recycling um educating people when they throw their cigarette butt on the floor (laughs) there's tons of like real world ways that you can connect with nature as well in your life so it's really about finding what feels doable what feels supportive sustainable for you um and i think the feeling the energetic connection between trees and your body is a really powerful way to start to feel. I'm all about energetics and emotions uh, as a cancer. And I think that is so powerful when you can have that feeling, that visceral feeling of connecting with nature. Um, I think a lot of us think about connecting with nature we, you know, through recycling and it doesn't feel like enough. So this is a great way and and it's an easily accessible way, right? There's a lot of trees around where people live and where people frequent. So it's not something that you'll have to drive, you know, three hours out into the desert to witness this amazing, beautiful thing of nature. There's nature all around us. And I think that the more we can stop and connect with it and realize it the more nature will become a force in our lives and we'll have a better relationship with it and that's why i say like doing a tree near you in your neighborhood you know you can frequent that tree you can speak to it and we'll talk to you about that later um and i think that just noticing like if you take a walk if you're walking anywhere doing errands noticing nature is a great way also to connect with nature um you know in our day-to-day lives we're just getting from one place to the other we're running late, whatever it is, if we stop and we either intentionally choose to take a walk 
um, or whenever we're outside doing things, if we intentionally choose to like observe nature, that's going to help you ground as well. And it's going to help you have a deeper connection. So like looking at the birds, making noises, watching the squirrels, looking at the leaves rustling in the trees, noticing when flowers are blossoming in your neighborhood, um, looking at the landscaping in a business park, um, you know, looking at bees who are pollinating, um, any of that stuff is going to help you slow down and really connect to the frequency of nature. Nature is a very like sustainable and slow frequency at least the way that I'm always like, like um, what Donnie from the Thornberries. <laughs> so nature makes me feel like really calm and really grounded. Um, it makes me want to tap into my body more the more I'm in it, right? So noticing how it makes you feel being in nature, observing nature um, before, how you felt before and after is going to be like, if it's hard for you to energetically feel it before you started touching the tree, did you feel really anxious? And then afterwards, did you feel more grounded, right? Allowing yourself to have these moments. And again, I like to teach it this way because I don't want you to feel like you have to do like a whole hour long ritual that feels really inaccessible. This can be like five minutes. This can be 30 minutes, whatever feels sustainable for you. Um, yeah. And then I kind of talked about this a little bit. So the, the second part of this is learning to have like in the relationship with nature, it's important to have gratitude, um, respect, re reciprocity with nature, right? So when we're going into nature places, basic respect, not throwing trash on the floor, not just trying not to disturb habitats, um, or just like walk all over things, take advantage of it, right? Having some reverence for it when we're approaching it, um, taking off our shoes if we can. Um, and then, you know, the reciprocity thing I touched on where it's like, Yes, nature gives so much and is so magical and can help our lives, but we really need to have a reciprocal part. Like when I first started working with nature in my business and I started making wands and stuff, I would ask for permission from the plants in my old neighborhood. Is it okay if I cut you? Is it okay if I, you know, take some of your stuff to turn into beautiful smoke cleansing wands? Um, some of them would ask me for an offering. Some of them would say, bring me an offering. Some of them were specific about what offering they wanted. Um, you know, some of them would, would say like, not right now, you're not ready. You know, you need to do this, something else first. Some were like, yeah, that's totally cool. I don't care. Right. Um, they're like, okay with it. So having that reciprocal nature of like, if I'm going to continually use and profit, and I don't mean this in a bad way, like you're profiting off of nature which a lot of companies do and people do, it can just be like, if I use this basil to bring me more money, this bay leaf to make me more money, how can I give back to nature and thank it for bringing that to me? That's what I mean. So, you know, this can look like doing a spell or a ritual every so often, however much you feel called to, for nature like instead of doing a manifestation spell i'm doing a spell to show you know to say thank you to nature i'm doing a spell to um send you know healing energies to nature to send protective energies to nature um 
I'm giving an offering to nature and offerings can be giving them crystals that you no longer want, um, making a beautiful thing, you know, thinking about whatever, if you're going to leave it in nature, at least make sure that it's like not poisonous or toxic or, you know, like we're not spray painting a canvas and leaving it in nature because that's really, spray paint is very bad for the environment. If you're leaving it there, it's going to get in the dirt and the soil, right? You know, thinking about that, like making an offering, maybe it's like um, baking a little cupcake or something. Or um, my favorite offerings are like dancing, singing to it, um, sending it my love and energy, like my love and good energies, right? Um, Saying thank you, maybe reading poems to it, right? Um, And this is something that like having this gratitude for nature, it doesn't need to be specific. Like, thank you for giving me this X, Y, and Z thing that I got. You know, nature is always here, always supporting us, whether we're aware of it or not. So just anytime I like to, (laughs) my boyfriend makes fun of me for this. Well, he thinks it's cute, but it's a whole, whole thing. Every time I see plants when we're walking anywhere, I literally touch them and I say, good morning, no matter what time of the day it is, because I just like to greet nature and like be aware of it. And like, I'm like very aware of like our relationship together and being a human being of nature and in nature. So that can be something like that, greeting them, just saying thank you to every plant that you see. You don't have to have a specific, you know, reason, but the more specific you are, the better. I did this ritual um, at a retreat one time with a Kogi um, from Colombia and their like tribe is one of the like last like that live within nature like I think like off the grid and they shared like their way of life with us and we were learning and stuff and they share like this gratitude ritual where they they make their own cotton so he brought cotton from where he lives and we literally spoke all like he was like be specific thank you for creating cars thank you for creating clothes thank you for creating my house thank you for being in my couch thank you for you know all the things speaking it into the cotton and then we buried it in in the nature so it's like we're using um something that's biodegradable something that's of nature we're putting all of our energy and we're you know burying it in the earth um so that can be something that you can do too to have that and the reason why i felt like this was so so important is this download that i had um in september i went to colorado to visit my cousin and they had the renaissance fair and my cousin's like really big into red fair and my partner and i um had never been to one and so we're like this is the this is the time so we went to the renaissance fair and and the one in colorado is like outside on this like hilly kind of place that has a bunch of like different huge old trees and things like that and I got this download that, like, I literally started, like, bawling at the Red Fair. <laughs> and I was, like, trying to hide it. I was, like, um, there were, there's people at the Renaissance Fair that will dress up. And then they, they have, like, older, like, um, instruments. So, like, lutes or, like, pipes or things like that. 
and they will just sit down. They'll lay out their cute little blanket and their cute little like stuff. And they'll sit down in next to a tree, leaning on a tree around the trees I found, you know, is where they would most be. And they would start singing um, songs and playing music or just playing music. And of course, you know, it's like people would leave them money and stuff. But I got this huge download like from the trees that were, they literally said like, people don't really do this anymore. Like people don't, um, you know, gather around us and sing and have a good time. And they they saw like the playing of the music and the singing as like an offering for them, a gratitude for them, a way to like hang out with nature and to be around nature and to keep company with it and to spend time with it. And this, it was mostly that information was mostly delivered because I'm most, I'm like clairsentience is a really strong one for me. So that's why I was crying because I was like feeling how happy the trees were that people were around them playing music having fun bringing joy like when that person starts playing the music everybody else is gathering around them and having joy and dancing or singing along and that type of like community-based interaction and energy like the trees were like we miss this we want this more and i'm not saying that people never do that but there's this whole like connotation in society where like i feel embarrassed if i start hugging a tree or I feel embarrassed if I want to take off my shoes and sit in the grass or maybe I'm like hyper vigilant and hyper aware of how people are going to perceive me if I start doing like stretches near nature and things like that you know it's like we feel more and more that we're not supposed to do that because it's not normal or like it's inappropriate or whatever and like that's how we naturally are like we want to spend time we want to be barefoot we want to connect with the you know like we don't really have that connection consistent connection and grounding with the earth because we wear shoes now you know so it's like it's more important for us to intentionally seek these types of interactions and relationships out so that we can maintain that connection and that perspective of how important nature is to us and for us so like that like message that I got from the trees was like really, really beautiful because it's like, yeah, we do have to break down those internal fears and barriers and just do that thing because it's going to make you feel better and the trees are going to like really enjoy it. So that was really nice. Like that message that they, they want more people to come out and create beauty and create art and be living offerings for them, you know, like painting in the park or like singing and things like that. Like, that is stuff that the trees really missed um, and want more of. So those are ways that we can, you know, deepen our relationship and give back um, with nature. And then the last part, which will probably be the longer part, is working with nature. Like, how do we actually specifically work with nature? So we'll start with trees. I love working with trees for nature it gives you something really simple that you can work with doesn't matter what kind of tree trees are everywhere like i said and trees are really a great resource for wisdom and comfort and teaching i will often meditate like while leaning on a tree and ask that tree like as you would ask a spirit guide for advice for wisdom and they speak to you and they have like really 
wise things to say. I was like, what's a word that I should use besides wisdom? <laughs> Didn't come. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of them are really old and they, they're they here for, re- each tree has like a reason for being here. You can speak to them, ask its name, ask what it's here for, what's its job, create that connection with it. Um, you know, really just meditating in the near a tree, on a tree um, is going to create a lot of like, good energy for you, clear out a lot of things, connecting to their energy, like I said, first is always a good thing um, to help you like listen to them. Um, Whenever doing any psychic or intuitive work, I always recommend like amplifying, grounding and protecting your energy. Um, Trees can be used as protectors and they're great for grounding. Being in nature is great for grounding. Um, So amplifying, you know, I have a whole masterclass on this on, um, my website and my link in bio, it's like pre-recorded. So it's like two hours and you can watch it. And it's all about how to amplify um, ground and protect your energy and other energetic stuff too. Um, but yeah, talking to trees, uh, grounding with trees. So grounding is a huge way to have a connection with nature and to work with nature. A lot of people miss the grounding step when they're doing psychic work and well, they, some, a lot of people miss the amplifying and the protecting as well. But if it's hard for you to hear messages or however your intuition works, it's hard for you to tap in to be sure of yourself. Amplifying, grounding, protecting is going to make it 10 times clearer. It's going to be like the difference between old TV and 4K. Um, grounding in nature, especially if you have a hard time visualizing a lot of visualizations, a lot of grounding is taught through like visualizing roots growing into the earth and connecting with the earth. That's another thing that you can do when you're trying to connect to the earth's frequency um, or grounding um, is to visualize your roots connecting with the tree's roots. Um, But if visualization is hard for you, it's like the physicality of being or focusing on these things is really hard for you. The physicality of literally touching the tree, touching the grass on your feet, the dirt on your feet is going to automatically ground you like I said because we have this ancient connection this our body just recognizes it right um so grounding can work two ways grounding can be for in preparation to do psychic or intuitive work where we are going to be going to a different dimension um a different plane um of higher vibration whatever it is you're going to and um, we want to anchor. The purpose of grounding is to anchor our physical form, which cannot leave, in this realm so that we don't get sick, so that we don't get overwhelmed, so that we don't put too much into our energy. The grounding provides a conduit or a pathway for the energy to, that we're tapping into to flow through us and back into nature so it doesn't get trapped in our body and cause negative side effects. Um, the second way that you can use grounding is if you are feeling anxious, overwhelmed, scattered, um, maybe you just had your fight or fight or flight response triggered, maybe you're going through like a tough thing, you're feeling really sad, you're feeling very angry, and you have a lot of energy within you that you would like to remove and push back out into nature to recycle into nature. Um, you can ground for that reason. Or if you're wanting to come back into your body, like I said, you're feeling anxious, scattered, overwhelmed, and you're saying, I want to return back into my body and feel safer in my body, feel more supported. 
Um, I love using nature. If you feel like you don't have people in your life to support you, grounding can and tapping into that energy and being, especially in a tree, like a tall tree behind your back can feel very supportive. Um, so grounding can be used for the, like many things. Those are the ways that I, you know, um, use it or I teach people those like four ways I just talked about. Um, so again, connecting to the trees energy is going to be a great way to ground visualizing your roots growing through the earth, going into like the earth's core, maybe wrapping around the earth's heart, um, and feeling that naturally supportive and loving energy. Um, I feel like love frequency and nature's frequency are one in the same. It could just be how I personally perceive it, but that's my theory. Um, and so you can just stand and have connection, like stand on grass and your body will naturally ground. I like to take it a step further. If there's a lot of energy inside of me that I just need to send it somewhere, um, I will like put my feet or my hands to pay upon if I can take my shoes off or not touching it breathe in and powerfully exhale and push the energy back into the earth that and like allow that to leave my body the energy I don't want to leave through my hands or through my feet I'm more so of the belief of like I like to do it through my hands even if my feet are touching I like to do it through my hands I'm an energy worker I have a Gemini stellium I create products with my hands I know that energy moves more so through my hands um it could be you feel like it moves through your butt. Who who knows, right? Everybody's different. Um, so yeah, you can like move. I, I often will like to like move like my body. I like tighten and loosen my body, especially around my hips and my abdomen. And that helps to get the energy moving to be more aware of the energy in my body. And then like powerfully exhaling it and visualizing or sending it back into the earth so it can be like recycled right and so that's why it's important to have that gratitude and reciprocity if we're always sending earth this icky energy or this scattered energy not that it doesn't know how to recycle it um it's nice to give back to it and to say thank you if you feel weird about doing it like just sending your like garbage vibes into the earth what I sometimes do is I will visualize like a filter that it passes through and the filter is like a magic, like I always visualize it as this pink neon. And so it's like when the energy passes through that, it's automatically recycled into loving energy. So nothing that um, I send into the earth is like really like, you know, but that's how, um, that's the scientific term, by the way, that that's what the energy is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know, nothing, nothing is like unrecyclable in that way for nature. Uh, nature is so powerful. Um, you know, if you don't have the opportunity to go outside, um, you can ground in the same way by putting like maybe a finger, a fingy inside of a pot that you have with a plant. But know that over time, um, because it is a like finite space of dirt, you will need to cleanse the dirt out or maybe change the dirt out because it doesn't get to go into the rest of the earth and have like a bigger space for it to be cleansed and re recycled. Um, you can visualize, right? Uh, roots growing from the bottom of your feet um, if you can't go outside, right? Um, I, over time, developed my own 
different visualizations. The roots one didn't really work for me. Sometimes I envision myself in a circle of tall trees um, in the forest. Sometimes I will visualize myself being like I I will bury myself in the dirt when I feel like I just really need to feel like safe and supported and protected. I will cover my I'll bury myself alive basically in my visualization, but it's very comforting. It's not scary for me <laughs> um, with the circle of trees around me. Uh, sometimes I use other things in nature. I have a spider that I use that a giant spider that um, like will cocoon me will like be in my back as like my protector and it comes, it lives in my back and it comes out and it like envelops me. Um, so if you have certain like imagery um, if there's a like actual like physical space in um, real life that feels like very supportive to you, you can imagine yourself there. A lot of people visualize the beach because that helps them. Um, I'll say if you are a so I've developed kind of like my understanding psychically um, what the what sign you are. Um, will definitely naturally determine what part of nature you feel most connected to and you feel most at home in. So if you're a water sign, obvious water, right? Um, duh, water. So <laughs> whenever I feel like I need a hard reset, my body like longs for the beach and I just like go to the beach. Um, I am the kind of person that literally will be like, if I'm at the beach, I'm in the water. I don't care if it's like 65 degree water, I will be in it. Um, that feels so good for me, right? Feeling the sand on my feet. I love sand. I don't care if there's like dried sand on my leg. I like to touch the sand. That's just me, right? Like, um, so water, element of water is going to feel really, you know, like grounding and supportive, you know, not only the ocean, rivers, I feel like more open flowing water, like a pond, maybe, right? You can't really swim in a pond either, um being around it a body of water might feel good but for me i need to like be in it it might be like my aries moon um and uh like it's more of like a physical i need the physical act of doing it right so baths will be really good too especially if you're doing like a sea salt bath the sea salt's gonna soak all the negative stuff out for you you can in the shower visualize um, the water that's running on the top of your head, like just cleansing out everything for you. You know, what I'm giving you is ways to work with nature. These are all grounding, cleansing, protective ways to work with nature, but these are like easy everyday ways, right? That you could do. I mean, obviously not the bodies of water in the beach, but like the shower, the bath, um, running your hand under water and like allowing everything to leave through your hands, right? These are ways you're going to start working more with nature. That's based off of your like body, your, uh, your design, I guess. Cause you're, if you are a, your sun sign, I would, I would say when I'm saying what sign you are, you can use it in a number of ways. If you're just into the sun sign, go with your sun sign. If you know your big three, think about what you have in your big three. You can find a way to mix them together. Um, or what's the most, like if you're all water sign, if you're like two fire sign, one water sign, whatever. Um, or if you have like, if you look up your natal chart, you can see what like tallying up how many earth sign, how many fire sign, how many water sign, how many air sign do I have? That's like the um, like most common element in my chart. So I will feel more connected to that. Um, and these are ways that I'm telling you that might feel like more fun, might strike um, some imagination for you moving forward. Um, 
For air signs, I have found that air signs love staring at the leaves rustling in the trees. That is like a peak air sign grounding activity, um, returning back to nature activity. Um, feeling wind rustling through your hair. So if you're running, um, driving with the windows down is very air sign, like hearing wind rustling, right? That is going to feel really good. Um, and then, you know, sometimes smoke can, like, if you're using incense or, like, you know, using candles or things, like, smoke is also, like, to me, associated with air. Um, watching birds fly by and things like that. Um, fire signs, there's like two parts to fire signs. Yes. Like fire, right? If you have bonfire, fireplace, uh, candle magic, like burning your, um, your petitions in, in like a little cauldron or something. Um, the other part of fire signs that I found is like quickly moving through things and releasing things. Fire signs love to like yell to get things out. So, like, if you want to be in nature and just, like, wah, like, let out your, that's going to be a great way to work with um, nature. And, you know, we're all part of nature. So, this is all, like, if you just scream in your house, it's fine. It's the way we're naturally designed. Um, moving quickly through things, like, driving really quickly um, feels, like, good for for fire signs. Like, doing a physical full body activity, like, running sometimes I get the urge to like just run outside and like touch, I need to touch the grass as I'm moving, like things like that. Like the movement of the body connection to the body is really important. And then earth signs, like this is your, this is your jam, right? Gardening, touching the grass, touching dirt, playing in dirt, um, like any outdoor stuff, it, you know, hiking, being in mountains is very earth sign stuff. So like hiking, um watching mountains watching trees watching nature these are all like different ways that you can work with nature in the day-to-day or like the whatever week-to-week however often you can do it whatever's accessible to you um and then the last part of this is like ways that you can work with nature like in your witchcraft in your daily personal practice that's not like big picture like go outside and be in nature stuff right so food is a really easy and important way that you can connect and deepen into nature you know like thinking about how many people worked hard to bring that you know broccoli to your table and thanking it for being there and existing and stuff like that can be just a way to create that relationship and deepen just daily right like i know like organized religion is kind of like um and i wouldn't say a no-no on this podcast but it's like we don't we don't necessarily talk about it i'll just say that um as like an amazing tool but i do think like praying and like saying grace like those are things that are like that's gratitude that's asking for help from your guides from your faith they might have weird connotations like oh you say grace what a weird like religious person but saying thank you to the food that got there there's actually studies that they've done that if you speak to your like water it changes the alchemical makeup of it when you drink it um if you sing to your water it changes alchemical makeup if you sing to your plants right it it makes them grow differently if you encourage them it makes them grow better 
Um, there's all kinds of science around this. And the same with your body. If you are eating something that you hate, your body is going to to process it, but it's actually not going to soak up as many nutrients um, from that food because you're, you're already rejecting it before you even put it in your body, right? So eating foods that you love, but like if you think about if you say like, I'm so excited to eat this broccoli. Thank you, broccoli, for being here on my table. And then you eat it, it's going to be more um, rich for you, um, like nutrient-wise and uh, and all that kind of jazz, right? So that is an easy way, no matter what food you eat. Um, you know, people use food intentionally. So noticing like your cycles like around fall time that we're in right now we're approaching winter right like squashes soups roasted vegetables stews we want to eat root vegetables because we're in the root vegetable season so like noticing that our body does kind of like create there's a reason why these things are popular in these seasons because of like obviously like agricultural but our body is part of that our body is nature and so we are attuned to these cues. And so listening to that for yourself, you know, like in the summer, we all want to eat like fruits and salads and light stuff, right? Really, really attuning to that. Um, you know, sitting in this, I, this is a sidebar, but sitting in the sun, also sunbathing is really good. The, the sun can give us vitamin D, um, which helps with like melatonin and, and regulation, it breaks up our mucus. So that's another way you can, if you know, don't get sunburned, but like being out in the sun, being out in the moon, right? We use the moon a lot in witchcraft. So it's like that and also the sun. Um, going back to what I was saying. So eating foods, picking foods in that way, there's like, you know, theories around like the color coordination of the food to the energy center in your body. Although like that stuff is largely made up. Um, about the chakras being connected to specific colors. Um, there is actually like in in Sanskrit stuff like that, but it is not the colors that we modernly associate them with. So I will say that. But you can use it as a form of color magic, whatever color magic you believe in. If you want to bring in more of a certain energy into your like heart energy, eat more green vegetables, right? Eat more green food. I mean, don't eat green M&Ms, but like green vegetables, things that are green naturally. <laughs> um, you can use your food in that way as a way to connect to nature. To You can look up like the spiritual associations. There's, um, her name is a tired witch and she has like this really cool encyclopedia of herbs and their associations that I will often look at. Whenever I'm doing my research on those types of things, I will at least consult three to five resources. So I'll look at three to five different um, articles or books and see what each of them say like the herb is associated with and kind of like take the average of that. Um, and you can use your own, like testing it out, see how it worked for you as well. Um, but yeah, different cultures are going to have different associations with things. Notice too, like who's writing the article, uh, what's their authority, what's their POV. And a lot of them will just copy and paste from this one, from one source. So just be aware of that when you're looking up like the associations for like herbs and things. You know, we can work with nature intentionally by putting certain herbs in our foods. Um, 
like a lot of people will sprinkle cinnamon in their coffee for manifestation. And there's other ways that we can do magics as opposed to just putting dried herbs for like lighting in a smoke cleansing stick, um, you know, anointing a candle. We can do simmer pots, which are really cool, um, where you put herbs, different herbs and fruits and things in a pot on your stove and you just let it simmer with water to bring like you're making a pot like a cauldron spell um you can also make you know like do tinctures where you're getting the like concentrated magic of the plant a lot of people are of the school of thought that it's like if you eat the raw one it's better for you but you can still do a tincture if you want that um and then you know kitchen magic where you're like baking things cooking things with certain intention baking the intention into it like maybe you make a cake but you put a certain herb in it right like a calendula or whatever right you can use that as offerings too um and then you know people do oils and sprays that are using um herbs and things like that so you can work with nature in that way in whatever way feels like cooler to you more accessible to you um, exciting. Don't force yourself to do things. Like if it feels more exciting to like pick some flowers and put them in your bathtub for your bath to bring that energy of the plant into your home versus like baking flowers into cookies, do that. Don't force yourself to do anything. That's always my thing. It's going to be more potent and more powerful magic wise if you believe in it and if you're excited by it, if you're like wanting to do it. So allow yourself that space to do that. Uh, there's one other thing. Oh, another really easy one that you can do is like plant magic. So, um, intentionally, if you have the space, intentionally planting, um, plants around your home in certain areas outside can bring like luck, can bring protection and things like that. Like, uh, rule of thumb is like prickly plants, like cacti and succulents are more for protection, like rose bushes and things you know, like people put rosemary for protection, plant basil for luck and prosperity, plant lavender for love and different things like that, right? So you can look up the associations for those. Um, and as well as inside of your house, I've seen like really cool stuff about plant magic for house plants, not for like edible herbs and things, but for house plants, um, you can name your house plant when you get it. And like I said, speaking to them, speaking your desires to them, singing to them is going to help them grow. But you can name your house plant and give it an association for what it's responsible for or what it's like um, energetically mirroring in your life. So an example of this, if I, if I buy a plant and I name it Riv, that and like ask it to show me when people are psychically or energetically attacking Riv, when people are um, like when Riv is not nurturing themselves um, and all that kind of stuff, it will mirror myself. It will like magically connect and like mirror. So then I can know if the plants are, if the leaves are like and like dying, somebody's trying to wish me ill will. Um, so you can do that for different family members, different friends, and you can also associate it more to like that people do this a lot with money trees where it's like it represents my money, my personal money or my business's money, right? Like people have money trees and businesses. And so you can see like the health of that specific thing. Like maybe that, you know, people do this a lot with like relationships. This plant represents our love and our relationship. And when it's dying, maybe that means we need to tend to our actual physical relationship. So you can do that and you can use that plant as an offering, like speak to it, your wish, like if it's my money plant, speak to it 
my wishes for what I want my business to turn into, give it an offering, give it, you know, you see that they put like money um, on it or like to pay upon the different cultures, like the red ribbon um, for prosperity and things. Um, people will leave like crystals and things like that. So um, you can use plant like house plants if you don't have the space for like outdoor plants and things like that um, in that way as well. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, there's so much in spell work that you can use, you know, for plants and things like that. I think it's really about discovering. This was more about like what was piquing your interest the most when I was talking about this. And like I said, I'm more about the energetics of working with nature and and having to me the most important thing is your relationship with nature. And the more you spend your time in nature, the more you're going to feel those urges come back and not be able to quiet them. Like I did vending this weekend at a street fair here in my town and I made a bunch of money and I was so excited and I just felt like I wanted, there's a, a triangle of three pine trees in my apartment building and I work with them. Those are the ones in my neighborhood that I work with. And um, the triangle is like a like a power center, right? Like I immediately recognized it in my neighborhood. I was like, this is where I'm going to be doing my work. Um, <laughs> and I just felt like when I was coming home, I wanted to celebrate with them. I wanted to dance. The song like Dancing in the Moonlight came on. And it was like at 9 p.m. when I was coming home. And I was like, I want to be with them and I want to dance in the moonlight, under the moonlight with them and like, like celebrate my success with them and thank them for supporting me because I work with them and give that as an offering to them too. Like my joy and my happiness can be an offering for them. Um, and like I'm cohabitating and creating community and relationship with those trees and myself and my dog was there too, but <laughs> And so like you can do things like that and you'll feel like your body being more called back to those things. Like think about when I was a kid, I never wanted to wear shoes. I would, my mom would yell at me for not wearing shoes. It's like, I wanted to be connected to nature. I wanted to have my feet be dirty. And like, I was the kid that liked